Views expressed by Casters Guild members are only the opinions of that member, and that could change from day to day. Guild members may use mature language, but that in no way means they are mature. Listener discretion is advised. The clock just struck midnight. Turn off all the lights, pop some popcorn, cut up on the couch, and turn up the volume. That safe feeling you had just a bit ago is getting ready to go away, but you just can't wait. And that's the spell we're casting tonight on Casters Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Caster's Guild. I am Guildmaster and Popcorn Enthusiast, Rick Perry. And I am Guildmaster Baron Final Girl Kane. And, <laughs> and joining us for the first time tonight is a new Guild member. Uh, feel free to introduce yourself. Um, Guild member Ashley Kane or Vinakeva on social media. So tonight we're talking horror movies. And a question we often like to start with is what's your favorite? So... What is your favorite horror movie? That's kind of a big question. It is. And oh. uh, it's okay if you have, like, a small list. A small list. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's always how these end up is, what's your favorite? And then we end up with, like, our favorite for each category of... Gotcha. Yeah. Favorites. Okay. So, uh, Suspiria, the original one. The remake wasn't too bad. Completely different movie, which was probably the best thing for it. Get Out was really good. I really enjoyed Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Silent Hill's a good one. Session 9 is absolutely phenomenal. House on Haunted Hill a good one. Possession is fantastic. I love the, the, the Jewish bent on the classic exorcism story. That's a humongous question up there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Baron, <laughs> same question. Tucker and Dale versus e Oh, All good right. You're gonna you're gonna find out real quick what I think about horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I definitely don't have the experience with horror movies. Our guests, two of mine, were already on her list. Uh, so I would say Cabin in the Woods and uh, and Get Out are definitely. I'd like to add. Uh, I'm not sure if it counts as a horror movie, but Red State. I think I would oh, add. Counts. Totally yeah, I, I really enjoyed Red State. Um, when it comes to one of the reasons I don't watch a ton of horror movies is because a lot of times I can see what's coming from like a mile away and it kind of sucks some of the joy out of it. But Red State, I never saw what was coming. Every time something new happened, I was like, that is nowhere on the radar of what I was. So really enjoyed. It was probably the most and creative ex uh, execution scene I have ever seen. Yeah, I think I was watching a uh, evening with Kevin Smith and he was talking about when he was writing Red State and every time he uh, talked about he where he knew he was going to what was coming next in his own mind, he would immediately change course and write something completely different to the point where when he was getting to the ending, he had no idea what he was to end it. And like that was like the hardest part was trying to come up with an ending for it. But yeah. uh, he got there. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I can't relate. I don't, I've never seen it. It's a tough watch. It is. Oh, oh, okay. So, all right. So, I would have a hard time. You would. Yeah. To our to our listeners at home, I am I am a big sensitive baby when it comes to uh, movies like that. <laughs> I, I have I have friends who delight in movies like that. Some have even watched the Serbian film and and have loved it. And I am just not even I'm not on that level. I haven't braved that one. No. And <laughs> I, I know to avoid it. So, uh, Ashley, what draws you to horror? You know, um, I've been thinking about that. 
And I think anybody around our age who uh, go back to the the shit we were exposed to with uh, Disney and uh, Don Blue, who is an asshole and my reason for my abandonment issue in childhood and into adulthood, um, I'd have to say it probably comes from there. Like, I, I really enjoy, I like being scared. Yeah. I don't like being scared after the movie stops, but sometimes that does happen. Um, and I enjoy the ability for the, the wide range of social commentary that you can include in horror. It's a good escape, but it's also, it can make you think too. That, that raises a really good point. Like, I never thought about it going back to, but that makes a lot of sense. My favorite Disney out. movie is Pokio. And I didn't actually think about it until we were watching a documentary yesterday. And it they brought up the, the transformation scene on Jackass Island, whatever that island was called. And the, the kid turns into the donkey. Oh, that was even before the howling and all that. That was a fantastic transformation. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you bring up the, the, the effects that, you know, the, the stuff that we experienced as kids. I just showed the spawn. We watched the pitch meeting, the newest pitch meeting for, from Screen Rant was mm -hmm. uh, on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Nice. Oh, God. And nice. She, watched, she watched the whole pitch meeting and she was like, that kids? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so that, that tunnel scene, that tunnel scene could. Yeah. It, was, it was like the, the splice dick pick in the movie. You just get through and you're like. Yeah. What? That that scene alone, you could have showed to people in like the forty, they would have been terrified. Yep. Yeah, like um, movies like um, Black Cauldron. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Dark Crystal. Oh god, Dark Crystal. Was, Phenomenal. Was Dark? Was the Black Cauldron? Was that one of the ones? The one of the Disney ones that Don Bluth worked on? I don't know if Don Bluth worked on it. I know it comes from that reusing animation era of Disney. Mm. Yeah. Like a lot of the scenes that you see in Sword in the Stone are ripped right out of Black Cauldron. Oh, right, right, right. But yeah, yeah, the practical effects be an, another thing going back to what why I like horror movies. It just kind of morphed into that. Mm. I just like seeing the makeup and the the creatures and the characters, and it goes back to that's why Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek because of the practical makeup. Yeah, even if you're not into the horror, you can definitely appreciate the work that goes a lot Absolutely. of those practical effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's what I enjoyed about the, you brought up the American Werewolf in London. You know, that transformation scene, all practical effects back then. I mean, even now you look at that change and it was, it's amazing. And, and then you take into account when it was filmed and it's just right. it's even more amazing. Absolutely. And I think, I think that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I think that's what I enjoy the most about horror movies is, is that. The behind the scenes stuff, you know, the, the how they get things done. Yep. So I have, I have a tough time matching up my uh, memories of horror movies is that transformation scene. Is that the one where like it, it looks straight up painful? Like it no. looks like, like bones are breaking and things like that in order to, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, like, you, you can see his hand and like the palm just stretches out. Yep. Okay. That's the yeah. one I'm thinking about. Yep. Yeah. It was, it's great. And then they made American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> I liked it too. I mean, for what it was. Well, you got to uh, take into account how, how few and far between these are. That's, yeah, I'm painfully aware of that. I know. 
<laughs> but uh, but when you take into account American Werewolf in London, how they were all about practical effects, and then they go to American Werewolf in Paris, and they're like, well, CGI is the hot thing yeah. now. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. It's a I product. Have... Yes, totally. I, I, I can agree. With totally. Well, speaking of which, I mean, horror, I think a lot relies on. I mean, like, in order for a movie to be scary, the commentary it's making has to be on things that people are scared of on a different level. So, you know, you had during when everyone was, uh, my thoughts, like when, when you look at a zombie movie, right? You know what I mean? You have the progression of zombies. They go from the slow zombies to the fast zombies, and they were all meant to represent something else in that particular era. And they evolve as what's going on socially evolves and what people are scared of evolves. Yep. We were watching a, a documentary about the the evolution of horror, and when you get back into like the 30s and 40s, you know, it was all about the horror of them. Like it's it's out there, communism, uh, communism <laughs> wartime America, all that good stuff. You get to Vietnam, and just from then on, everything has become extremely more cynical. And then it's the monsters are us, and then you get into the the types of horror that. I really enjoy from the 60s and 70s. Then you got the the modern day and like the movie uh, Get Out. And like, obviously that is all on, you know, racial injustice of today. Yep. And how it's it's not as out there that's buried beneath the surface. And like, that's what the commentary is all about. Because people like to think, oh, racism, you know, it's not a, it's not a huge thing in this day and age, but it's just not as out there it's way more insidious and you know institutional than it think it is it's still all over the place it's very prominent and it's, and, and it's still terrifying yeah absolutely and mm. they don't want it they don't want to acknowledge it and it's the fact that jordan peele took over uh the twilight zone and he's putting out these amazing horror films it, this man it that just man. Makes me, um, it makes me all giddy inside because I <laughs> Rod Serling was huge, a huge social justice activist, and nobody really wanted to read any of his writings. But if he put it in the tone of, you know, aliens in outer space and monsters and spookiness, he could get away with whatever commentary in the time that he was a very scary time. Yeah, I, I never would have thought that Jordan Matty Peel would be where he is now. Right. I mean, you know, obviously, I, I, I always thought he was funny. Him and him and Key are like my favorite guys on their generation of Mad TV. And then, you know, I just thought, oh, he's gonna he's gonna go places. They're gonna go and do comedy. It's gonna be great. What the fuck? Yeah. Like I was severely impressed when I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then and now he's going off and doing different. now he's going off and doing Lovecraft Country, which is also amazing. Phenomenal. I'm a little bit behind on that one, but yeah, nothing but good things to say about it. I think when, and this could be my own speculation, but I think when their show kind of petered out, because, you know, it had, the Key and Peele show had, like, major success when it came out, and then just kind of dive-bombed, and I think the success behind his name, and yet his show petering off gave him the ability to go do something else that he wanted to do, which kind of freed him up to do the horror and I, I think it surprised a lot of us. I mean, like, we all have our preconception. And, like, you know, mine was, you know, oh, he's a funny man. But, like, you know, those movies, like you said, they're fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was expecting scary movie stuff with him. Right, right, right. When I read something, he made a horror movie. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but he's it's extremely relevant and it's so well done. And just the the concepts are amazing. Um, I have both very low and very high expectations for horror movies. So if somebody <laughs> asked me what's a good horror movie, I'm going to give them my list of okay horror movies because most of them are just okay. But if I'm talking to somebody that I know is a horror movie fan and they say, what's a good horror movie, then I'm going to give them the cream of the crop. And I haven't really seen a very good horror movie since Get Out. I did enjoy Us. Mm-hmm. A little bit of it went over my head. I think I might have pulled things, but Get Out is definitely a, a standout and has been for a, a, a while. And it's, it's a time for horror media. I mean, like in general. I mean, yeah. think with with the success of Get Out, we'd see more successful and good horror movies i think a lot of it's ending up on tv and streaming we saw you know the success of stranger Things. oh my god yeah which was huge and that kind of harkened back to like you said horror movies you like from the 80s and that kind of hit that note um and then i haven't subscribed to it but horror's got its own streaming service now with uh shutter mm-hmm. um have either of you seen anything on shutter a couple things. Uh, I actually watched the Boulay Brothers' Dragula, which is a horror-based drag show that is fantastic if you take uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, but good. I mean, that first season was kind of rough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but and you can see the progression of every season. Like, they get a little bit more budget, a little bit more budget, but it's been fantastic. Um, I remember when I heard about Shudder a number of years ago as a channel, like, before mm-hmm. the whole streaming service, they were going to make a channel. And I did a lot of research because, of course, I read about it in Rumorg magazine, and then it was only Canadian-based. didn't really come to the U.S., but I'm happy that it's a streaming service. I just haven't used it for too much. Gotcha. But, I mean, like, it's it's that time. I mean, like, we're all stuck at home because of the, mm-hmm. there's plenty of stuff to watch. There's plenty of stuff to watch it on. And being that it is October, uh, everybody's coming out in full force, whether you've got Hulu or you've got Netflix or Amazon or whatever, the options are endless. Yep. It's just a strange time because I remember, you know, growing up a horror fan, growing up when the internet wasn't what it is now because I grew up before internet (laughs) and we would go to the horror conventions and you would only get exposed to the really out there stuff by the weird VHS guy in the dealer hall sure like yeah and you would get some shit but there'd be a couple good ones in there that's how i saw the ring and that's how i saw oh that is when it was still banned in the u.s oh my gosh yeah Yeah. fuck those movies yeah talk about i don't like being scared after that movie fucked me up for a long time just because of the imagery and the visuals in it and then you'd be very well done and then you even bring up battle royale which you know you can you can make the argument that it's not but it is also kind of a horror movie as well. I mean, it's, you know, it's got the gore, it's got the blood, it's mm-hmm. got the suspense, it's, I mean, it's got hell of a social commentary. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's every bit of horror movie. Yeah, VHS guy. And there was always the weird one, and then there was the good one. And everybody knew who the good VHS guy was, because his VHS has had awesome covers. Like, he oh, would yeah. take time to print out sleeves yeah. and graphics. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he always run deals. It's funny too, because like you know, you're talking about like you know, growing up with whole, you know, internet and stuff like that. I remember like the horror like trailers and stuff that I saw growing up. We had the cheesiest shit back then. Like you know, all, all you saw was like the Freddy Krueger and the Jason. You know, all the really cheap horror movies. 
which you know it has its place like i i remember right. like the first horror movie that i think i actually watched was the gate oh so good okay but you we can admit that that's cheesy right it didn't age well it scared the shit out of me yeah what I, okay. didn't age well. all right oh yeah the claymation guys oh, oh my god rough but then then i was horror that i actually liked with house two because it's silly as shit yeah it is silly it's funny and i was like okay i can get behind this army so yeah darkness. oh yeah army of darkness evil dead dead two. not necessarily evil dead one that they tried to make that one scary but yeah yeah the, the campy funny mm-hmm. and not just the campy scary campy funny horror is is definitely the niche that i found yep yep I think Freddy tried to fit in there, but a little yeah. bit more. They gave him personality, which is awesome, because I'm not huge into the slasher genre, mm-hmm. but I do have a soft spot for Freddy. When I was in kindergarten, I told my mom he was my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when she realized I wasn't okay. See, now, and I know you don't like Jason, but one of my favorite genres of horror, zombie movie, which should explain why I do. It does. It does. He's really just a zombie. Out of all the Friday the 13th, I like one the best. I know. Well, I, I don't <laughs> like Friday the 13th. But I did like yeah. the first one the best out of all of them. And I didn't care for Michael Myers' main franchise, but I do respect what it brought to the genre. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But I think as far as zombie movies go, my favorite is Serpent in the Rainbow. Oh, uh, see, now you're just you're just cheating. That's the one I always drop. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so good. Well, and people don't think of it as a zombie movie. Which no, is, but it's... Which, it's but awesome. it is. It yeah. is the most, quote-unquote, accurate zombie movie out there. So, yep. yeah. And I, I think the first horror movie I actually remember watching was Night of the Living Dead. Oh, no. And I thought, because it was black and... <laughs> <laughs> These are well, cartoons. I, I will say the reason why I like zombie movies the best is because my favorite genre, period, is post-apocalyptic. And that's what There's your apocalypse. Movie. Yeah. Yep. Fair. Except the road. Fuck the road. Don't ever watch the road. God, I damn, won't. It. God damn it. I won't. I won't watch. Especially if you have a kid. Don't watch it if you have a kid. Yeah. No. No. I actually had a pretty big problem was because I was like phobic point where mm-hmm. it would get dark and I'm like and I would freak out when we drove past the graveyard like oh my god. But I would not put the horror movie down. I just couldn't do it. I had to have them. So what would uh what would you say is like especially considering the 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 time of year that it is right now and we all know that there's a difference. What is your you said your favorite horror movie, but what is your favorite horror movie for Halloween? Trick or treat. Good. That's a, yeah, oh you mean the one with uh with Alice Sam. Cooper? Oh okay. Oh fuck you no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No no no. Oh, Ginger yeah. Snaps is another good for our Halloween oh. time. Oh. Fuck, how did I forget about Ginger Snaps? Yeah, how'd you forget about Ginger Snaps? So good. Wolfman Kane. So good. It is so good. I really like the the monster in it, too. I like the design. The creature design was really, really good. And it was so low budget, but very well done. Yeah, I think that's what co- probably made it the best. Is cause, like, they all really of them. Used, they it, really all used three, money. All three of them ended up being really good. And it's fun. the funny thing, one of the best things I like about that is the really meta, like right in the beginning, where the girls are doing their death scenes so they're like doing like horror special effects but it's fake yep. for the movie what about you rick i'm a contrarian so uh if if somebody wants to watch a horror movie around halloween i'll purposely bring out like horror movies that are for other holidays okay, okay. but you can do that 
like like my like bloody Black Valentine Christmas. and Black Christmas. Oh, and, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Fair. So uh, mine, my go-to treat. But since it's already been taken, I will say Ernest. Gary. Oh, so good. <laughs> which which I will count as a horror movie for the purpose of this conversation. It's got a monster in it. It counts. <laughs> um, but another another good one that uh, a really long long time go to is the uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, that's okay. Phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That shit is scary. Yes, it is. They let us. We would watch that every year in school, starting in kindergarten. I thought, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. We had that same tradition. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good one. Actually, one of the earliest Halloween costumes I can remember, I went to the headless because of that movie. Oh, nice. Cool. That'd have been fun. And it started my love of pumpkin carving. Oh, nice. awesome! Very cool. I was I was pretty proud to say, as far as like uh, Halloween goes, I think up until this year, Lilith had a homemade costume every. Yep. Yep, but, you know, crisis, all that. Yep, yep. I'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, though, he's a fucking transform. Yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Setting the bar high. Uh-huh. I right. will build her a mech. Big O. She will be Galvatron. I, I, while Lily's still small, I have to I have to put together Ripley with the uh, loader costume. Yes. And, like, I have to strap her to my chest and, yep. like, put on... I have to do it. While well, she's so small enough to do it. And oh, yeah. she's grown like a weed, like two, and like she's got friends who are four and she's taller than it's like, okay, I gotta I gotta better, hurry up on this thing. Get on it. You're running <laughs> out of fridge boxes. Running out of inches. Yep. So that's a, that's a that's another good one too. Like you just remind me or alien. When I worked at Blockbuster and people would come in and ask for like the, they would ask me, say, All right, we're looking for a scary movie, what would you recommend? And I was like and I never told him right away. I was like, okay, just follow me. And we'd walk right past the horrors and go to the sci-fi section. And I'd take him right to Event Horizon. Oh, so amazing. And they were like, really? In the sci-fi section. It's like, just just trust me. Man, it never disappointed. They always came back. They were like, I was not expecting that. No. Cosmic horror is hard. But it, if it's well done, it is amazing. Oh, yeah. That uh, uh, Event Horizon, wonderful crafty. Yes, Lovecraft in space. Absolutely love it. It's so claustrophobic, mm-hmm. and Sam Neill's my homeboy. I really, I dig. Oh, I mean, Sam Neill does Lovecraftian, and and, and I, I will put this out as a disclaimer: fuck Lovecraft, but yeah, the genre, great, mm-hmm. love the genre. Um, and it's and, definitely one of those ones where you got to separate the the art from the artist because yep. so much more has come out that has absolutely nothing to the fact that he invented it, but. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, Lovecraft erotica. A lot of tentacles. A lot of tentacles. Um, I, <laughs> I, I submitted a story. I did not get Thulu erotica, but it's still a good read. It's an anthology book. I don't know that they're still putting them out. They're out. Uh, the, the movie Dagon kind of dipped its fins into that, didn't they? I loved Dagon. A little bit. A little bit of a little bit of tentacle action there, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of incest, a little bit of fish fucking. Yeah, yeah, very Lovecraftian. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like... It's like the Lovecraftian Star Wars, really. Ooh, oh, God. Oh, God. It is. Oh, my God, it is. What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Okay, you need, to, you need to break this down because I've never seen this oh, movie. Okay. Uh, well, spoiler warning. So you have, you have a young man, uh, college age, um, so, you know, older than Luke, but he, he, he 
goes to a distant land. Um, mm-hmm. He um, has an, an uh, uh, almost sexual encounter with a with a with a female who ends up being related to him. Also, come to find out that he is also a son, the son of Dagon, right? But he is also yeah. he is a he ends up being he's the son of the original of priest of Dagon, right? Yeah. So you know, there's your Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, he, then you come to find out that he also has these powers that these fish people have, and he mm-hmm. embraces them. And that was really well done, too. The fish people effects? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what you were talking about. I, I mean, the movie, period. It, oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. It's oh, cheesy yeah. at times. When, when I first me, put it on, I almost turned it off, but it's actually be that I re 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 Tell me they didn't find a her to play that. Oh, totally. Oh, my God. They're like, you know who we need? I can't remember his name. We need this guy. And uh, they were like, well, he's a little too old. All right, well, guess that's exactly what they did. Yeah. <laughs> we need tryouts. Right, right. Can you, you look like you... this guy? Can you look like this guy? <laughs> they uh, held a look-alike contest. And they then, did. You know, they right. they picked Because, I, mean, I mean, you know what? He's not going to hear this podcast because, let's face it, he, he wasn't that great of an actor. And boy, <laughs> everybody else in that was Italian, weren't they? Or Spanish. Or Spanish. They were painfully European. Everybody yeah. else, <laughs> especially the old guy. Fuck the closed captioning on that guy. I, I don't even think. Oh that my even. god! Yeah, you got to put subtitles on to understand him. They were like, "Look, you're going to be drunk. Your character is going to be drunk." And did that and showed up drunk <laughs> and European, trying to speak English. And I think he gave up halfway. Yeah, it was, it was bad, like <laughs> really fucking bad. I. I to this authentic day, though. I mean, if they wanted the character oh. to be drunk, then you know. Oh my yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the point was he was drinking to like forget all. Mm-hmm. Oh, then yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, and the the fish people pretty much never paid him any mind because he's just the drunk guy and didn't really pose a threat. I don't and even think I. I don't even think I understood what he said when he screamed. No. Was it a scream? I'm not even sure anymore. It's a good one to watch though. Oh yeah, and there's boobs, which and is boobs. which I have to say makes every horror movie at least 10%. And if they're dead boobs, 15% better. Oh, wow. Like that, means, that means the gift is like 25%. I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can't that be said of any genre, though? Oh, yeah. Just about any movie. Yeah. But, you know, horror, it's almost expected. Oh, and I will say this. Boobs make make any movie 10% better. Reciprocating male nudity, though, that just that just takes it over. Yep. You If you have female nudity in it, female presenting nudity in it that's great but it's i have a whole level of respect when they throw reciprocating male presenting nudity in it yep whole new level of respect appreciate it well when it comes to horror movies i mean like if you want to get the teenage male throw nudity in and not only because nudity is something the teenage male audience everyone wants to see really but because teenage males are scared of it and scared to admit that because that's, that's a hell of a point. Number one fear for a teenage male is that they'll get called out on the fact that they know nothing. For I and I will say the number one fear for typically yeah, of male, course, like a male that is grown up in a society that is painfully toxic masculinity. Which yeah. you know, I, I grew I grew up in that. I know what you're saying, right. Um, there's all this sex going on that you're not having. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? And, Ever, you're always and, afraid you're going to get called out that you don't know about it. Right. And people make fun of you for that shit. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I get it. 
So then you run across a movie like Alien, where you have a vagina born from an egg that then forces itself onto your face and then shoves its dick down your throat, mm-hmm. impregnating your stomach, at which point its baby that also looks like a dick rapes its way out of your stomach. Yep. That's and terrifying. I will say this, I will take it an- another step further, and I will say that as, a, Amer- as an American culture, America is afraid of sexuality. Oh, yeah. So, like, like especially, like, when you look at, when, you know, you make the joke, you know, the kids at the, at the, at the camp, uh, Crystal Lake, every time they have sex, they get killed. You know, that, that is just kind of reinforcing the whole, you know, be afraid of that sexuality. You should, mm-hmm. you know, we are afraid of sexual, we're afraid of being punished for being sexual creatures. And that, that is a huge trope. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you end up with characters like Tooth Fairy from Science of the Lamb. Because he, he, so he, was, that movie. he was shamed and sex wasn't mm-hmm. a great thing and shame in the body. And then he just goes around killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Geiger's art is extremely vaginal penile all of it mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean well you know you look at aliens i mean you know, like you know rick was saying that that is definitely sex as a weapon mm-hmm. it all starts with the egg which is like the universal sign of life yeah mm-hmm. and, and, you and throw eve on it then yeah it's just a whole lot of whole lot of penetration and, and woman eating and, and yeah, and then the horror of childbirth. Mm-hmm. But then I think it's also cool that then you get, you know, Ripley who can stand there in just a crop top and her underwear and not necessarily be presented as a sexual character. She's mm-hmm. standing there as a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yep. If anything's just so that she's still standing there, brave, even that vulnerable, still ready to do what she Yeah, yeah. which, yeah. Which I and think I is never, I never looked at her like, oh my God, right. she is. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh my God, she's... But not because she's an object. Right. 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 Well, a force. She was, she was presented as a symbol of strength and not yes. as a sex symbol in that movie, which right. I thought was great. She, she wasn't sexual is what I'm trying to everything, right. everything that was Everything that was the horror as could be seen as a sexualized aspect. Mm-hmm. Man, right. I don't think I'm ready to break down this movie. <laughs> It's a, it's a hard one. It's a, it's a tough yeah. one. There's so many layers. Like Oof. a lot of people are just horribly uncomfortable watching it from the franchise Oof. and they can't really put their finger on it. But I think that that might have something to do with it. And then Ron Perlman. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, where's he going? <laughs> I was like, yeah, he exists in the franchise. Yeah. He's got a fa- he's got a face for makeup. And they just left him horribly out of it. In that they one. did. They did. Look, we're not saying you're ugly, Ron, but you are definitely equipped for makeup. You know yeah. it. We know it. You're not. Everybody else it. knows it. Everybody else knows it. You are like one step below Doug Jones. Well, while we're we're talking about actor, uh, why don't we go into who is your favorite horror actor? Your favorite horror icon? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Once I'll again, I'll stick with small Doug list Jones. is okay. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Brad. Doug Jones. Doug Jones is a motherfucker. Motherfucker. He is indeed. Just because of all the characters that he's played that you don't know, you never I see know, his face. Right? right? You never see his face. But you can I tell. Think, I think the only time you get to see his face in a horror movie is when he played that ice cream man. Yes. But even then, his face just distorts out of that. Yep. Oh, and then uh, when he was in the second Fantastic Four movie, that was terrifying. <laughs> 
I hate your Fantastic Four, so. Yeah. I'm going to go with Simon Pegg. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That is a good one. I will definitely. I mean, once again, it's not a traditional, but like all the movies in the Cornetto trilogy, I think, are great. And they're all horror movies. They're all horror. You know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe not traditional, but like, you know, they are all horror movies, especially once you get to the twist. Man, I'll tell you, I haven't seen them in a lot of horror movies, but Bill Nighy, yeah. That dude should be in more horror. Movies. I mean, he is a force, man. That mm-hmm. dude, he, uh, you want, we, you want to talk about a face for makeup. This dude is a, he is just, he is made for horror and he should be. Yeah. A yeah. I agree. Mm. Yeah. He's played some really good. Who else? I mean, well, Sigourney, we have Christ. Mm. Have you lived the alien movies? And then, you know, if you want to count it, Ghostbusters. How can you not count it? And, uh, Cabin in the Woods. And Cabin in the Woods. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely forgot that she slipped in there in the end. Mm-hmm. What about directors? Oh, oh, he's just frightening. He is. He is. And well, I really wish right. people would trust him with the budget that he wants to for the Mount of Madness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm assuming you're saying Edgar Wright, Rick. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, going... well, okay, to be fair, I'd say Edgar Wright no matter what podcast we were doing <laughs> if it comes down to the director. I mean, oh. the man knows cinematography. The you're man right. knows how to put together a shot and, like, edit and, like line the sound up with what's going on the screen right. i mean like i'll sing edgar wright's praises i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna throw you guys for a twist here but you never ever would have expected me to say this the guy that did midsummer no fuck that guy no uh, that guy's amazing, no, that no, guy's no. amazing i meant that complimentary <laughs> <laughs> john carpenter you can't not mention him i wasn't right. expecting it though you're right yeah not, see, from you. right. Yeah, yeah. not for me not but he, he's got, oh man, because I'm including him in it of also his additions to the, uh, yeah, his scores are awesome. Oh, fuck. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, man, he changed the game. Yeah. How that some, some dorky college students changed the whole game on horror. That was great. That, that Bazicam. <laughs> great. Oh, and, how, and then, then he, then he works tentacle, uh, tentacle sex into one of his, uh, moves, which yeah. was shocking to me. I was like, what sure why not dang trees oh yeah no i'm really happy with my john carpenter yeah yeah that's a good one he's he's a yeah i have such a boner for the use of color in movies which he's not a horror guy but wes anderson that's why i love his the whole aesthetic of a movie is very important oh can you imagine a wes anderson horror movie no (laughs) well it would be phenomenal and owen wilson yeah, I know most of them would be in it. And Bill Murray. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. You got any more, Rick? Not specifically, no. Like I said, we don't want to do a whole lot of structure. Gotcha. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, here we go. I mean, like, we're going to be listening. Our listeners are going to be listening around Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I know we already discussed, you know, what's your favorite you know, Halloween. But our average listener who's listening, they're going to watch a couple of movies, possibly on Halloween, to get into the the spooky mood. Uh, what exactly are you recommending people, and why? Let's let's go into it. I I guess it would have to go into what are they into because even even your horror movie fan, they have mm-hmm. their their own specific subgenre of horror that they like or sure. subgenre of horror that they avoid. Like I usually tend to avoid revenge films. Uh, because they can be a little bit triggering. Okay, that's fair. As far as like to get in the spooky feeling, definitely Suspiria because of the use of color in the film and the the subject matter. 
It's fantastic. Uh, Session nine is a really good one. It's it's very claustrophobic and very dark with Mm -hmm. a surprising amount of the supernatural portion of it. Like it's not necessarily what it's based on, but it's it's really interesting. Nothing better than a movie that makes you really feel like you're alone. Yeah, and it's it's got the the CSI guy in it. (laughs) You know the guy, Brad. I stepped away for a second, so yeah, I didn't. Are we talking about Manhunter? No, Session Nine. Ooh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, May (laughs) is a really good one to watch. It's based around Halloween, and it's a a weird kind of independent film i think but i really i enjoyed that one uh i'm gonna step back to the the cornetto trilogy because it's three movies you can watch them back to back they don't necessarily they aren't necessarily a trilogy in that like you know they all take place in like series or anything like that but like it's a nice tight little packet you know what i mean you know what you're in for you've got similar actors you've got the same aesthetic across all the movies and you can kind of watch them back to back to back and yeah they're, they're totally not... easy watches exactly and there there's nothing too challenging i mean it's just a little bit of spook a little bit of fun just uh get you going i would recommend cabin in the hands down to anybody Oh my God, Cabin in the Woods. As well as Get Out. Cabin in the Woods really redefined. Like you had Scream that kind of, you know, broke the mold. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic when it came out. But Cabin in the Woods is another one of those movies that was like, oh wow. Cabin in the Woods got me to start watching. Because for a long time, I wasn't watching these at all. It got me excited for horror again. A friend of mine recommended that movie. And uh, it was a friend of mine who had never steered me. I was like, all right, I'll watch the movie. And just like the entire deconstruction and how they looked everything right in the face and called it exactly what it was i was like i didn't realize do that yeah (laughs) and i mean up until that point i don't think they did i mean like like you said scream was about as close as they came where you had like that one character who like would be like oh you have to do this in horror movies and you have to do this in but cabin in the woods just straight up put it out on front street they 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 wrote the formula on a blackboard and let you Uh uh-huh and then and then pissed on it. <laughs> yes. And then right after that, uh, one of my favorite tabletop games came out, The Betrayal at the House on uh, Haunted Hill, which is basically that movie in board game form. Nice. Because I don't know if you've ever played it, Ashley. I but okay, so in this that, game... That needs I've, to be changed. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, and it's not going to stop today. So <laughs> in that game... You play a group of people who are all exploring this house on a hill. And as you go through, you start to pick up these items and cards. And the more items you pick up, the more likely that the haunt will happen. And so depending on what item you picked up in what room, consult a chart in a book that tells you what horror movie you'll be playing in for the second half of it. Okay. So, like, that's basically the basement from Cabinet when they're going through all the different items and everything like that. So what item you picked up really does determine what horror gets unleashed upon you. Well, that's fun. So not only did I see that movie and then really enjoy that movie, but then that game came out and I started playing that game a lot. And I was like playing the movie while I got to watch the movie. And it just kind of an intersection just became like the perfect little experience to get me back into watching some horror. Also, that werewolf in that movie was, it looked cool. That's my There's a, a couple of people that I follow on YouTube pause, and they would point out each monster, like the mm-hmm. or the Reavers from uh, Firefly. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize it. Like you can go through and watch that that uh elevator over and over and almost see something new every time. And they didn't skimp on any of it. Like no. every single monster was they you could tell they they took their time putting it together, even if it was only gonna be on screen oh, for yeah. Like, for, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. It was it was definitely a love letter to horror fans. Oh yeah, definitely. Which and I appreciate. And and also any movie that can uh put a uniform and make it uh one of the killers is um a-okay in my book. The fact that they were on the list, they were on the fucking list. <laughs> I would have loved to have been a part of that brainstorm. It's like, all right, let's put unicorns in there. Todd, you know what? Fuck it. Put it in. You know what? It's three in the morning. <laughs> we need one more. Go, go ahead. Jesus Christ, Todd. And then you know, they have to let you know distinctly that zombie is different from zombie redneck murder oh, family. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, and, that, and that was probably Todd's big argument. It's like, you put in zombies and then zombie murder redneck family, you won't let me have a fucking unicorn? Fine. Fuck <laughs> Todd. Put the unicorn in. Gee. Fuck you, Todd. Fuck you, Todd. Out of fan of Todd. And the, engin- the engineers were oh, phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. Just yeah. both of them are fantastic. And the I'm going to say the one guy because I don't know. Right. But he's There's in a glasses ton of and not glasses. The not glasses. Mm-hmm, there you go. Is in Get Out. But he's he also is. in The Handmaid's Tale. He's in a ton of stuff. And I absolutely love him. Peralta's dad. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. He is. Also, is the other guy, though. God, man, I feel so bad. Again, you guys aren't listening. So Good old glasses. <laughs> <sighs> so, wait, what was this, what we would recommend for Halloween? Yeah. All right. So I will say this. I have this thought out, and I've always had this thought out, but there are also movies I've already mentioned. For the adults, ones who are wanting a big scare, who are in blood, who are wanting horror, horror, trick or treat. Now, I will say this, that I am a fan of the holiday, and I love the 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 things that I watched as you know, you know, people will just watch horror all through uh, all through October. No, give me Halloween. So for the adults who want to scare, trick or treat. Also, great. The dude that directed it's from Ohio, I believe, it was filmed in Ohio. Good for the kids. Ernest scared stupid. Fair. It, those two movies. And in fact, as an adult, watch them both. Don't be a dick. Watch them both. You will enjoy them. <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid is the best Ernest movie out there. I don't care. Canon. You know what? Guild Decree. Wow. Guild Decree. Ernest Scared Stupid is the best Ernest movie ever that's, made. That's a big decree. Yep, that is, because that's a lot of movies. <laughs> oh, you know what? No. Ah, okay. Ernest Scared Stupid best movie that Jim Barney was ever a part of. Fuck you. <laughs> Guild wow. Decree. Guild Decree. Okay. Mm. Yeah. You heard me out there. You heard me out there, everybody listening. Ernest Scared Stupid is better than Toy Story. Uh, I will once again remind any listeners that uh, Baron does run our Twitter account. So, uh, at Caster's Guild. (laughs) Sorry. It started out heavy. I needed to make it heavier. I'll throw a paranorman out there as far as us to watch. I keep forgetting yeah. about that movie, and that movie is wonderful. And Coraline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coraline, yeah. That's a horror movie. I don't care what anybody Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. They both are. Yeah, well, I mean, Paranorman is more like your Ghostbusters horror. Yeah. And Coraline is more like your what the fuck, you know. What? I was shocked at how heavy Paranorman got. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God. He watched that dude die in front of him. That was crazy. Look at that. It went right through. But Coraline, that's like that's like some fey propaganda shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, that's I, got a, a, I got addicted to corpse. That's good, though. <laughs> you know, yeah. fuck it. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas. Fuck it. That's a good one to watch, too. Not really yeah. horror. I don't think it's horror at all. That's a fantasy movie. I don't think it's, yeah. you know, it's not even scary for kids it's, it's it's fun and it's light it's a halloween movie but it's oh, yeah. but it's also it's an identity a it's an identity crisis oh yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's a whole separate thing that like we can make like a little sub part of this particular podcast there's a ton of halloween movie that aren't horror movies which yeah. is fun you know what oh, i mean yeah. you can go watch your hocus pocus and your halloween which your nightmare before christmas you which know, which i'm totally time. guilty of i have never seen halloween town I well have now you can Disney Plus has never been easier to get it, and they're all on there. You don't awesome. have to wait for them to show up on Disney Channel, you know, in front of the TV at the right time. You just watch them back to back. Good deal. Okay. They're not great. I imagine I imagine it looks like a like a lifetime network is oh, what yeah. I imagine. Yeah, no, good call. Good call. Yeah. 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 It's Halloween Town. What what keeps Halloween Town coming back every year is nostalgia. Like, people watched it when they were really little kids. Same thing with uh, Scary Godmother. Um, like, that movie That's is show. terrible. Terrible, that, but cute. Yeah, but, like, you know, people watched it when they were a kid. They got really into it as a kid, especially if they were, like, the sea kid, because what what's out there for the kid? There, there isn't a whole lot. So, you know what I mean? They latch on to it, and then you got the nostalgia. And See, that's why I'm glad. Every year. That's why I'm glad they Nightmare Before because like I mean that was there for, that mm-hmm. was there that was there for the spooky kids when there was nothing else. I went to the shit when it came out. Wow, I that was even the there from Burger King. That <laughs> was even there for the for the spooky adjacent me, Baron. Yep, <laughs> that's me. I mean, yeah, it's, it was great. It was great, and it had a werewolf in it. Yep. I mean, well, that's I all it took. You're sold. So yeah. Done. <laughs> Done. Dunsky. Ruby Gloom is another one. Good oh, kids. That is a great TV series. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, the theme song got spawned through most of her shots when she was getting her first set of shots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never God. seen anything from it, but I've seen like you know lead covers and stuff, and like uh, Edgar and Allen looks fun for kids. It's who super. Like it's super cute. Spawn's not a fan. No. No. She had she had a few books and she was just like yeah I don't want them but I do think it's funny I mean I mean now we're going off on a tangent but the whole Ruby Gloom thing I, I thought it was funny that it was merchandise line before it was a cartoon well I mean I guess so was all the shit that I liked when I was a kid oh too, but... yeah <laughs> especially especially when you were a kid like that's all cartoons were were <laughs> commercials. <laughs> To sell toys, uh, you know, the Transformer, E Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, it was all just as yeah. Oh, I mean, well, you know, thinking about it too, um, and we're now I know we brought up Halloween, but you also brought up seasonal holiday specific mm-hmm. horror movies. And what the fuck is wrong with Hollywood? <laughs> so they can take anything, <laughs> they can take anything and just turn it into a scary movie at this point like you you like mentioned valentine's day christmas i think there's an really one. it catches a lot of crap but i really like my bloody valentine 3d i really like that i actually saw it in 3d in the theater when it came out and i really like that i have a, a pissing match with because i was super excited for cabinets to come out and had to wait an additional year 
because they wanted to make it. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I think that was a big thing with me, 3D, because like there was a as soon as it hit, it became a craze. There were movies that were about to come out and they were like, oh, wait a minute. We need to cash in on this 3D craze, which, by the way, all of you listening out there right now, well, I talk about this just being a craze and how it wasn't going to last. Guess what? Fuck your 3D. It's over. No one's watching these shit anymore. It'll come back. Damn it. They'll come out with some sort of new 3D technology. Then it'll be like, oh, 3D is new again. It'll be back. You're right. You're right. It'll be back. If it doesn't come back, then like it'll be like a VR thing because like VR got really big for a while and like you got your Oculus Rift and stuff like that. You know what though? With the crisis and everything, everybody has to watch their shit at home now. Yeah. You're right. That could be the next 3D craze is watching movies in VR. Yep. Because you can already watch movies in the theater using your Oculus. Like there are, if you have a 3D headset, like there's usually a setting on it that you can watch literally whatever movie you want and it'll put you in a theater. Like you can look around and see other seats, like stuff like that. So it's as close as you're going to get to a theater theater experience. That's kind of cool though. Yeah. Now imagine watching that with that, with 3D. I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's an interesting concept for a horror movie. You you start out like that, then the movie you're watching becomes 3D. Then something comes out of the screen since you're in a virtual experience and comes into the theater, and that's, that's part of the whole movie experience. That's a very mm-hmm. Freddy dead of you, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably one of my favorite of the the Nightmare on Elm Street. It would be. So cheesy. Oh, it's terrible, but it's terrible in such a good way. I think that's a lot of people's like go to on that one. Well, yeah, I mean, fucking Science Theater did a a whole entire franchise with so horrible. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh man, oh man, that's a lot of uh, yeah. That's a that's a that's a whole other brand of horror movies right there. Like I got exposed an astonishing amount of horror movies that I did not know existed. Right? Yeah. Oh, all black and white and weird. Night of the Shrew was one of them. Science was so scary once upon a time. So scary. (laughs) So many giant animals and and mutations and commies. It's just crazy. All the classic universal monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's history-based, yeah. I I didn't realize that these made only years after the atomic bomb was dropped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was 100% about atomic horror. I mean, like, this, it's... And it was really interesting because one of the documentaries that I watched, they they mentioned if you go back and watch the original Godzilla, it's a much more somber tone than any of the Godzilla's following. Completely Especially if you watch the original Japanese, like you know the right. I do I do like how it started out as like you know, definitely like Godzilla definitely started out like the atomic horror kind of thing, but then then kind of shifted. Godzilla was pretty much almost like the protector of, of Japan. Uh, you know, all these other monsters were coming in and Godzilla would pop up and be like, nope. Yep. And yeah, good deal. Yeah, I, I, I never really thought, I, like I, I knew the parallel between the bomb and knew that he he's representing that horror. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I'd never thought that he kind of twist, they twisted that around for him to become almost, I mean. That's what you call owning it. it uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, Take really, if you think about it and you like ask any American, it's like, hey, if you had to give Japan a mascot, what would it be? How many people <laughs> say Godzilla? Get out. 
in context of this conversation, to the specific instance, everybody would say Godzilla. You're right, it would be Pikachu. God damn it. Number one media selling franchise of all time. Their horror is on point. Yes. Mm. Weird, but on point. That's that's an interesting question, though. So, like, we obviously look at Japanese horror and go, wow, that's weird horror. But, like, is it opposite? And, I mean, like, do they look at American horror and go, wow, that's really weird? Okay, I shit you not. Thinking about this, us working up this podcast, that exact thought popped into my head. <laughs> I think it depends on movie, obviously. Because, I mean, you have The Ring. You have Juwan, The Grudge. Yeah. You no, know, those went over pretty well when you talk about a haunted video that sounds really stupid but oh my god when you watch it that shit is terrible mm-hmm. but oh, then yeah. you get to tetsuo Bean man and you're like what? the body hammer what? oh no it was the machine. oh yeah yeah. Fuck? yeah yeah like there's some weird j horror out there what is that would that even be considered horror it's a body horror yeah um, look at cronenberg i mean jesus christ uh, the thing and all that is anything that is like a body tour and Oh, then there was, I mean, you could almost consider death a horror. It counts. Death demons, you know. Attack on Titan. Oh, Attack on Titan is 100% horror. That is a horror. So, That's oh, so that weird. Is, I'll tell you, I have a, I had a hard time watching because it made me feel icky. And, and, and to the people listening at home, when I say it made me feel icky, if you like horror, watch it. If it made mm-hmm. me feel icky, that is your litmus test of, hey, maybe I should watch it. The Spawn actually was into it. And we we're scrolling through Netflix. Oh, it's Attack on Titan. I'm like, okay, let's put it on. I'd never seen it before. And then I mm-hmm. thought, what, what, what? Any animated that can make you feel something, that's exactly what that did. It made me feel something. I'm on board for it. I mean, now, to be fair, I fell off after season because after this. <laughs> like there, it's starting to get that loss syndrome where they're raising way more questions. Just like... <laughs> I'm only unsettled for so long. After a while, I'm just frustrated. Like, you know. Fair. That that whole show is so weird. It is. I think I had to do some internet research for it to make any sort of sense in my brain. Is this really what I'm watching? Yep, that's what you're watching. Okay. That is, that is I, what I, you're watching. I to make sure that's what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of those other elements for just them. You've got the Titans. Titans are scary. They're going to eat you. But then there's also, you've got your ruling class that's safe inside this third wall. And they are basically forcing the, the underclass to go out beyond the wall to fight these titans. And you know, it's a whole other thing of horror within the city itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's just a whole bunch of levels of... of yeah, because, I mean, you could, you could stick with the whole visceral people getting ripped apart horror mm-hmm. of the whole thing. But then, you know, what really is the scary mm-hmm. And then when you find out that the Titans are just people. Ah, uh, that fucking threw me off. I was like, yep. what the fuck? Like, oh, well, I mean, okay, that makes sense why they're slicing there, but mm-hmm. did they know that? <laughs> they did not. That's the right. thing. They didn't. And then, then you got to figure, and then there's like that whole other unsettling thing of, you know, what's going on? What a greater story. You know, what's going on with this other group of people that they're becoming these giant things. There's your body horror right there. The, the transformation and attacking this this city you know and then like are they the next stage of human evolution this what we are becoming what are is the human race becoming are we becoming a bunch of monsters and this is this is the exciting questions that got me through season one and season two (laughs) season three came along and i was like i'm still asking these questions and so many more and i'm like all right i'm done 
Y'all are troopers because I only made three episodes. <laughs> uh, just the fact that it was anime got me further. I, I didn't make it to the second. I did read ahead a bit. Speaking of, and speaking of horror from other countries, what about that Pan's Labyrinth? Oh, my God. My God. Yeah. I have never wanted to beat somebody to death with a liquor bottle more. <laughs> That's a very specific feeling. Oh, it's a very specific scene. <laughs> That's true. Oh, it's man. It's that, brutal. That hits you in a visceral way, too. Yes. If you had any doubt that that was a horror movie, boom, right there. Yep. It's just so, oh, and my Mitch, God. The story Mitch, is amazing. And Mitch McConnell was in it? Great. <laughs> I uh, hadn't put that on my list of reasons to love Pan's <laughs> but I'm going to have to from, <laughs> from now on. Because Mitch McConnell was in it. He's very, very accurate. Very accurate. You have seen it, haven't you? Yes. Okay. I mean, the, the last time I saw Pan's Labyrinth, I, I was still in high school, a sophomore or a junior. So, I mean, like, I, I probably probably deserves another watch. For oh, totally. Yeah. It, I mean, it's one of those movies that you watch and you're like, as you get so angry and then you get disgusted and then you're bad. Like, I don't think there's a time I've watched that movie and haven't cried at the end. Well, it's like, it's, it's fucked up because you watch it and it's like, Oh, this is a great fairy tale. And then I was like, oh, and then real life happens in a horror movie. This is horrible. Oh, no fantasy. Oh. I have to be careful watching like that now, my dad, because like nothing used to phase me when it came to uh, stuff like that. Like I could always 100% separate myself and go, this is the screen, this is the real world. And like I never cried at anything. And now that I'm a dad, I cry at commercials. <laughs> <laughs> what was the commercial for that game? What game it was, was that? It was it was Dead Island. We already talked yeah. about. It. We talked okay. about it, I guess last time. But oh my like, god! Now that I'm a dad, I cry at commercials. I Wait. cry at TV shows. Yeah. I cried. I cried at Wreck It Ralph two. Uh, I went and saw Wreck It Ralph two in theaters and cried. Yeah. Like, I mean, are you not supposed to? <laughs> I, I mean, apparently you are because. All right, I'm not see, the only okay. one, but like, yeah. So like now, like if I watch like sad movies, like I'm afraid to go back and watch movies like Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, fuck that movie. Because like, you know, I, that even, even when I was like emotions when watching these, I would still get something from that movie. You like choked up a little bit. And like now I can only imagine if I went back and watched I think I distinctly remember you telling me not to watch. Yes. Yeah, distinctly. <laughs> you should watch it though, Ash. Uh... It's not emotional at all. Shut up. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, I have it. Have you not seen I, it? I flirted with it, but I'm like, not in the mood to cry. I mean, if, like, if, if I cry and it's, I didn't expect it, okay. But if I know this me cry, yeah. more than likely I won't watch it. If you, want, if you don't want a straight up ugly cry, ball, like, just don't want it. Just don't. Speaking of... I did not realize it was going to make me ugly cry the uh, last episode of Haunting of Hill House. Keep hearing about it. Oh my god. I haven't seen it. So the whole series is amazing. Like, it's one of those series that I would watch and then I would be afraid to walk upstairs and go to the bathroom all the night because, you know, it's available. Uh, Netflix. So yeah, you get you get really attached to these characters and it's a phenomenal story and it's the, the shots are amazing. And then you get to the last episode and it just rips your heart out and shits on it. And it came out of nowhere. Like there are a different times, different parts of the series where I would tear up and I'm Netflix <laughs> is a scary house show. Why am I crying? But that last episode, it was ridiculous. Netflix is killing it. I mean, like they've got that, they've got Stranger Things. 
um, Black Mirror, including the interactive movie Bandersnatch. That was a good one. I actually yes. watched that one. Yeah, that was that yes. was really good. Speaking yeah, of, we get all the endings. Hmm? So we watched that a couple times. Did you get? Well, okay. Did you get fair, all the endings? To be fair, the fact that I watched it should be should be enough. But I didn't get a couple <laughs> endings. I think. But I think I was privy to a couple endings. I should say I was privy to a couple. Endings. Yeah, when it first came out, the day it came out, Tiffany and I sat down and we we explored that thing until we found all the. Endings. But we were huge Black Mirror fans up until. That's the yeah, only Black Mirror. Black Mirror. It's the only Black Mirror I've seen. It took them a couple of strides. And then they canceled it. And then they came. As Netflix do. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't cut off uh, Stranger Things halfway. It, was, but, it got too big. Yeah. But you're, you're right. Netflix is killing it. They're putting out a lot of good a lot of good movies, uh, a lot of good TV shows. But they have to. Yeah. Because Disney. Yeah. They have to put money into their shit now or they will fail. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, got too many thing, good things behind it. It's already got a built-in library, and, and they're killing it when it comes to the original. Oh, so. fuck yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, yeah, and you could argue, is it original content because it's based off of stuff? But I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but I can't wait for the next season of the world according to it. That's the thing? Yeah. Oh, my yes. gosh. Yes, yeah. on Disney Plus, yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I feel I thought you knew about it. I feel no. bad now that I didn't tell you about this. I've been living in a cave for the last three years. Okay. Do you have Disney? I don't. Okay, you need to get Disney Plus because there's a show called The World of Jeff Jeffco. It's basically a series and each episode is like forty five minutes long, if I'm not mistaken. And he'll pick a topic like uh Gene, like and then like he'll delve into the world of denim. For the next 45 minutes. And it's amazing. It's amazing content. It sounds phenomenal. Gotcha. And everything that I need. He is a blessing. He is. Also. And, and yeah. Which is also a great horror movie. It's a body horror movie. It is gross. Oh, man. I couldn't. I I, I was watching it when I was younger. And I had to stop. It. I was watching it. And I was Fruity Pebbles. And I had to stop. Wow. It, it wow. showed him when, when he started puking on stuff. Mm-hmm. Before you had very colorful throw up. Yep. I had to stop. It was gross. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wait, who did that? Cronenberg? Of course he did. I mean, I, I, I think it's important. safe to say any any gross body was probably Cronenberg. You do your thing. Yep. Did you gag? Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Could you smell it through the screen? Cronenberg. Wow. Wow. Also, <laughs> wow. What's wrong with that, man? I don't. Has anybody checked on him? Just... Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> 2020, 2020 could not be be doing him very well. Right <laughs> There's probably a list of people we should be checking right now. And uh, uh, well, you know, we need to we need to email him and be like, look, whatever you're thinking, stop writing it. Whatever shit you're working on, put it down. Please stop. <laughs> at least tone it back. Like you know, you're you're probably at a 13. We need to get like a seven. I it, promise it, you, there's enough mucus already. Him and Eli Roth must put the pencils. <laughs> I enjoy Eli Roth. Oh, uh, you mean Zachary uh, Quinto's swim brother? Yep. Eyebrows himself. Eyebrows himself. Eyebrows McGee. Eyebrows McGee. Okay, now of all the people that we've talked about, Eli Roth is most likely one to listen podcast. So <laughs> oh, so he's nobody. Wow, that's not what oh. I said, Eli. That is not what I said. Because <laughs> that's who's most likely to listen to this podcast. Just saying. Wow. He is the man. Is, oh, yeah. He is. I couldn't, I couldn't pass up on the self-deprecating. Yeah. Right. Remember the app that he yeah. made? He friended me on it. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's still going. I can't remember the name I, of it. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. It, it, it just kind of, everybody stopped doing stuff on it. So I just kind of got off of it. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the name. It was like a Facebook for horror fans. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of cool. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't even a big horror movie fan, but it was kind of cool to be on. So is there anything uh, coming out of horror anytime soon that you're excited for? Uh, well, The Haunting of Bly Manor came out and I killed it in a couple days. It was like the, the second coming of The Haunted Hill House from the same people. There's a lot of the same actors in it. It's decent. It's okay. Okay. I enjoyed it. There are some, some tear jerkings in the end is absolutely very sad, but very well done. It's a good story. Uh, as far as the upcoming stuff, I really haven't heard much of anything. I'm not, I don't really keep a good ear out. I just hear about things here and there. And then I'm like, ooh, I need to write that down. And then I don't, and then I forget about it. Um, Marvel was trying to convince me that um, Doctor Strange 2 and a Multiverse of Madness was supposed to be a horror movie. Can I say it? No, yeah. yeah. All right. That's, that's one of the reasons I'm very excited for it. And, and the Morbius. Yeah. Mm, yes. Now. I want to see some more superhero horror movies because honestly, Brightburn oh, wasn't very good. They're coming. I'm a huge fan yeah. of Justice League Dark. I watch mm-hmm. it frequently. Oh, I mean, and Constantine. Yep. Oh, yeah. Constantine's a good one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the Blade coming out, that's going to be, that's going to be a big, big fucking deal. And I if totally it, forgot about Blade. And if it does well, they're probably going to do some Midnight Sun stuff. Midnight Sun stuff is like the, it's the Justice League Dark. Gotcha. Of, of Marvel. I'd love to see a Moon Knight. It, you know, you're not going to get one. You know why? Why? Because he's because getting a whole TV series. He's getting a whole TV series. <laughs> Well, it better it better have some horror in it. Be horror focused. Oh yeah, I think I think that's why I think that's why it'd be a little more fucked up than what a movie could give them. Okay, that'll be nice then. Oh yeah, Hellstorm was good. Oh yeah, which I believe uh, is. Yep, Hulu. That's a Marvel thing. Yep, it was good. Um, Speaking of Hulu and uh, Halloween, I think it was Hulu. It's got the uh, the Halloween Bake Off challenge, which has been my uh, deep pleasure as of. Oh, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, I need to watch that. I like I like cooking shows. Are they making like cakes and shit, or is it? It's all different challenges. So yeah, there's a lot of cakes. There's like a lot of different infections stuff like that. Like they'll be like, oh well, like one of the challenges was they all had to draw a card, and that card had like a different Halloween costume on it, and then they had to make a cake based around that Halloween costume, and like another one they had to like do like a something that would make you grossed out to look at it but it was still delicious in all kinds of really it's good it's fun <clears throat> it's the it's, it's that kind of stuff you put on in the background when you're like doing other stuff around and like you know peek at the television screen and when we can't figure out what else to watch we're like oh well let's watch some more halloween bake-off championship fair i have a, a halloween playlist on our team it's full of uh treehouse of horror nice oh, yeah. different halloween episodes so like bob's burgers halloween episodes on there night. <clears throat> it's kind of a, a cheat to put all of the Adams family and all of the monsters, so it's the, the specific show. But I do have. Oh, you know? I, I I just heard today, and I could be just because I'm behind the times here, but I just heard today that Tim was doing an Adams family movie. I have heard whisperings, but mm-hmm. I don't know that it's been confirmed. And I mean, we know who's going to be Gomez if he is to be right. Totally. All right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Then, yeah. Obviously. No, she's cousin, she's going to be cousin it. I don't know if they, if they, they do stuff with her divorce, I think. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I they know. were divorced back when 
uh, other movie. I mean, yeah. well, it'll be but the usual suspects. In the- it'll be it'll be Johnny Depp as Gomez, Eva Green as, and it'll be two creepy kids that he will find on the. <laughs> I think the standings are too old now. <laughs> oh my god, that's exactly who I was thinking. Too. <laughs> uh, oh, who would play? You know what? That's the big one. Who would play Fester? Mm. Christopher Lloyd's still alive. <laughs> Put his ass in it. Bring he's him back. Bring he's his ass. Oh that would god. get all the Adams Family fans in. Like they'd they'd be in at that point. Like they wouldn't care how good the movie was as long as you put Christopher Lloyd in it. They would go and see it. Oh, uh, speaking of horror movies, uh, Christopher Lloyd was in Piranhas 3D, I think, which was just a few years ago. I think I'm pretty sure it was just a hey bud, do you need the money? <laughs> no, that was either hey you owe me or eh, I want a new pair of shoes. Yeah, because that motherfucker the, shouldn't need the money. He's got he's been in so many TV shows that are in syndication now. He was just like, I ain't got shit else going on. And I actually uh, he, he might have actually like giggled at the script or something. Like, okay. Look, I'm I, bored. I, I'm telling you, if I if I was if I was an actor that probably had the money that he had, like and I was well to do, didn't need to work again day of my life, you know I was Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey man, we have this horror movie about a uh killer uh car tire running around you want to be in it yep put me in do it i don't care yep Yep. (laughs) yeah go ahead and kill me during the first 15 minutes i don't care yeah whatever yeah (laughs) by the way by the way that's a real movie yep oh yeah just out of principle watch it (laughs) (laughs) if you're gonna watch it pirate it don't give it any (laughs) and you know what if you like it then go back and throw money at it fine whatever don't don't go on a recommendation of mine, please. Is that one Harman of the said, horror movies? Was that one of the... Oh, man, I hope not. Dan Harmon said that, like, Apple TV and Netflix and stuff should have, like, a just kidding button. So, like, <laughs> you watch something or you buy it, or you buy it it's, like, in order to watch it. Like, you're not saying that you like this movie. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm just watching this to laugh at it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, this does not mean I want to see more of this. I mean, that's a good question, too. What's your What's your favorite really bad horror movie fuck that was fast the gem i didn't even have time to think about mine it still has a theme song oh um, no i got it attack of the aren't those the same movies i mean oh my god they should have a crossover they should attack of the killer clown tomatoes or killer clowns is killer tomatoes oh snap i'm making it no, Do it. <laughs> no. okay you ready mine i'm cheating i'm cheating and i'm sorry Mottos. That is <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> because that shit is so terrible. It is awesome. <laughs> when 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 the mystery science theater guys apologize for making them watch it, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, oh and, yeah, it it was. Did you guys ever see the Attack of Tomatoes in cartoon? Yes, yes. yes. That's the, in fact that's the only one I ever saw. Which. Aww. Which is funny because I should have watched it because Gomez Adams. Yep. Yep. Father of Samwise. He's still alive, right? John Austin. That's a good question. I don't know. Google it. You're Googling. Oh, that's not a good tiding if I disagree. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm going to guess no. My God. Very much alive. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Good for him. Yep. Born in Baltimore, Maryland there. Hey. Hey. There you go. Horror comes out of Baltimore. <laughs> Yeah, man. A bunch yeah, of creepy right. people come out of Baltimore. Let's just real. That's true. That's true. Oh, he currently lives in Baltimore, Maryland. Let's go visit. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh, hit him up. Jeff, buddy. Hey, guy. 
Please sign this Funko. <laughs> Could you say something French? And he uh, I would. I would die. Right. That would be the end of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that's all. Well, uh, if you take anything away from this episode, take away recommendations. We threw out so many names of movies, so many directors, so many themes, so many TV shows, even though it wasn't a TV show episode. This was this was the episode for you to listen to and get ready for Halloween because, man, we covered all your bases. Um, be sure that when you do watch these movies, come back and let us know what you think. Maybe come back with some recommendations of your own. That'd be, I would love to hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those people. You want to watch a scary movie? I never ask what kind. I'm always, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me up. Yeah. Fuck me up, fam. <laughs> All right. So, Ashley, if people like what you've had to say and they want to find you somewhere else on the internet, where can they? Um, I'm on Instagram. I think my handle is Vina Cava. I think. You can find can find you that way. V-E-N-A-C-A-V-A. Uh, also Facebook, I have a page for Nina Cava. Also TikTok, uh, I'm not very active. Uh, hopefully I'm going to start to be active though, and then no more school and now relaxing. Watch so more hopefully, movies. Hopefully that'll pick back up. Yeah, and uh, I'll put some uh, links later. <laughs> All right, so um, as usual, email us at casters.com your recommendations for horror movies and any other questions you might have for us. We might place a whole episode. Oh, yeah. Email us as much as you want. Find us on Twitch. I'm not sure what our new Twitch handle will be just yet, but keep an ear to the ground because the train is... <laughs> and um, look for us uh, November 7th for our donate there. There's links in the description down below. Thank you very much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.